Creepy is proud to be a part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. This podcast and the 31 Days of Horror is made possible thanks to our patrons. So please join me in welcoming and thanking new patrons. Martine Carlson, Sky Danielle, Mike Garcia, Yenny1313, Ace2589, Francine Rivkin, Hannah Dubay, Nibe, and Matthias Osterholm. Our patrons make this show possible. That's why for all of October 2019, say it with me, I'm sure you've memorized it by now, new patrons at the $5 and above level get, in addition to their regular rewards, a limited edition creepy podcast refrigerator magnet. This is your last day. For $5, you get the shout out, early commercial free access to all new episodes and past episodes, immediate access to over 400 Patreon exclusive episodes, four new bonus episodes every week, and for just one more day, a limited edition creepy refrigerator magnet. If you'd like to see how you can support this podcast and get rewards on top of rewards for doing so, please check out patreon.com slash creepypod. No. This is Creepy, a podcast dedicated to sharing the most famous, chilling, and disturbing creepypastas and urban legends in the world. Whether these stories truly happened or are simply fabrications is for you to decide. These stories may contain graphic depictions of violence and explicit language. Listener discretion is advised. Creepy presents The 31 Days of Horror Day 31 The Halloween Mask It's been nearly a year since I first set my eyes on the Halloween mask. It was a pumpkin. A white one. I'd never personally seen them in any other color than orange before that very moment. Something about the pallid, drooping latex made it seem cold and bloodless. I'd grown about a decade too old to go out trick-or-treating, so instead I took my place at the front door of the house. The job of handing sweets out to the new crop of tiny ghouls had been handed down to me. Thankfully I had my eye device on hand and the music pumping through my earbuds kept me from getting grumpy due to boredom. The house was nothing remarkable, but it was nice enough. Just another suburban foreclosure taken by the bank when the previous Haynes family didn't make their payments. My parents snapped it up almost exclusively for the extra bathroom. I guess that living in close quarters with their adult child, if you'll forgive the oxymoron, had worn pretty thin for them. That's what I've been reduced to. An oxymoron. It wasn't supposed to turn out that way. But attending college did very little for my employment opportunities. I barely learned anything, as a matter of fact, due to equal parts partying and absent professors who couldn't care less. Who are you supposed to be? I asked the kid in an obvious Dracula costume. I'm a blood guy, was his disappointing response. Well, here you go. I tossed a ridiculously undersized candy bar into his bag. 
don't bite any strange necks. You don't know where they've been. I got back a facepalm. From a child. The old cliche held true that night. Halloween had indeed become generic and over-commercialized. Something that would have horrified my younger self. I saw five more disco and Draculas. An entire coven of weak witches. And more licensed cartoon characters than even I could name. Worse yet were the kids. Even teenagers who threw on whatever they had lying around. Putting on your fancy church clothes does not make you a CEO or the president. It just makes you lazy ass. Two twin girls showed up in beauty masks and towels, which was several levels of wrong. It was around 11 o'clock when the stream of nougat-faced beggars finally began to taper off. The candy was almost gone as well, proving my parents were great at planning just about everything in my life. They must have factored in the ten pieces I'd invariably steal over the course of the evening. I thought the job was done. I put away the media player. Then, when my hand reached to flick the switch and turn off the porch light, a sharp sudden knock jarred me out of my walking sugar coma. Actually, it was more of a solid palm strike than a knock. The frosted glass panes on the door rattled. Shit! I shouted, startled. It took a moment to compose myself. I mean, sit. Tight. Sit tight, kids. You didn't hear what you think you heard. <sighs> Quick thinking saved the day. I grabbed a barren bowl of candy and awkwardly thrust the door open. Okay, what do we have? There was no one. Not only were there no children waiting at my door, but I couldn't see a family traveling anywhere in the neighborhood. Only the dim lights in the windows of my neighbors confirmed that they were indeed other human beings somewhere else on Earth. If you want to play Ding Dong Ditch, you have to ring the doorbell. I called out, careful to keep from bothering others in their quiet homes. It's the whole Ding Dong part, I added under my breath. I shook my head with a smirk, remembering how Halloween used to be the one night I'd get into any and all trouble I could find. Anonymously sass-talking adults, shoving past other kids, taking any unattended candy I found. I was a complete asshole. As I was about to close the door, I finally noticed the very out-of-place gift that had been left on the doorstep. It was the mask. The white pumpkin was created to look as if its facial features had rotted out as opposed to being carved like a normal jack-o'-lantern. Something about this odd choice in design caused me a moment's pause. My brain took a jarring, stuttering half-step before it made the progression from disemboweled face on the floor to harmless costume accessory. It's mine now! I called out again, looking toward the bushes. I scooped the jiggling empty head off the stone step and closed the door with a smug flourish. Whoever lost it would have to come back and beg me to return it. At least that's how I saw the situation. Weird kids tonight. I called up the staircase to the second floor where my parents had decided to sit out the festivities. There was no reply, and I reasoned that they had failed to stay up awake at this late hour. I got back around to turning off the porch light and made my way to the living room, darkening each overhead light as I passed. 
I liked nights, for the most part, because it was a calming time when I had full run of the house. Plopping down on the couch, I tossed a white pumpkin face on the coffee table. I turned on the television and sank back into a glassy-eyed stupor. With the jar-a-ma-jig, explained the on-screen pitch man, you can avoid these meal mistakes and so much more. Late-night programming wasn't my thing, especially not infomercials. I cast a quick glance toward my gaming console and considered a late-night session. Getting in a short, casual round didn't seem appealing either. When I played, I was in it to win. With my fatigue, that could mean staying up all night in search of a single victory. Another bang echoed through the house. I jumped, flinging the remote through the air. My surprise quickly turned to anger as I realized the kid must have come back for his crappy mask. I grabbed the thing up again and contemplated the idea of throwing in the trash and going to bed. Coming! I shouted. Break down the door, why don't you? As I passed the sliding glass door that led to our backyard, I noticed something that stopped me dead in my tracks. It was the word boo, crudely scribbled on the glass in what looked like dog crap. You gotta be kidding me. I stormed over to the door and peered into the blackness. Someone somewhere was messing with the wrong adult child. It was then that the smell wafted to me. It wasn't the rank stink of animal feces. It was sweet, familiar, and comforting. It was chocolate. Only moderately relieved, I turned away from the back door and fully intended to give the kids outside a solid piece of my mind. It wasn't until I was nearly out of the living room that I thought about that strong smell. Going back through my thoughts, I came to a distressing conclusion. The writing was on the inside of the glass. I could have done any number of things at this point. I could have leapt out the back door and into the yard, calling for blood. Could have gone for the front door and picked up the kid by his collar, scolding all the while. In that moment, however, I took the third option. Mom! Dad! I flung the mask down and ran upstairs screaming like a banshee. Get up! There's someone in the house! When I opened up their bedroom door, nearly crashing for it, really, they weren't there. The bed was made, the lights were off, and the room was empty. Are you still awake? I shouted, sprinting down the upstairs hallway. Did you hear what I said? I pulled open the door to Dad's cramped home office fully expecting to see him hunched over some boring paperwork, brow furrowed. When I entered, however, I witnessed an entirely different sight. Hello, Bill Band here from the All 80s Movies Podcast to tell you about Factor Meals. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. 
We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 and use code 80smovies50 to get 50% off. That's code 80smovies50 at factormeals.com slash 80smovies50 to get your 50% off today. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Dad was on the desk, seated. Knees pulled up to his chest and wrapped with his arms. His papers were strewn all over and were torn and crumpled. Not a single photo on the wall hung straight, and a few had their glass broken out. Dad? I whispered as he simply sat on the wooden pedestal, visibly shuddering. He looked up at me slowly, like a child waking up from a dream. On his head, he wore the same type of pale, horrible mask I had held in my hand just moments earlier. Don't bother me, he muttered, long strings of thick saliva dangling from the mask's mouth. Finishing up the Schweitzer report. He jerked his head to one side, turned his face upward, and let out a demented, agonized scream. I backed out of the doorway, nearly toppling over the railing between myself and a nasty drop to the first floor, propping myself on that rail, then the walls. I hurried to the bathroom where I'd last seen my mother preparing for the night. Mom! Something really terrible is- Again, my entry was halted by disorienting sight. There Mom was, sitting on a stool in front of the mirror over the sink. The mirror was broken into a spiderweb of cracks from what looked like a straight-on headbutt. She sat quietly in her bathrobe, its collar and shoulders stained with flecks of red. She applied lipstick to the asymmetrically gaping mouth of her white mask. Mom! I screamed, my brain once again lurching along like a smoking jalopy. She turned slowly, just as Dad had looked at me. She instantly threw the lipstick onto the tile floor as if she were enraged by my mere presence. Why aren't you in bed? She demanded nonsensically. Why aren't you asleep? In one quick, awkward motion, Mom stood from the stool and wrenched a long, jagged piece of glass from the mirror. Her blood trailed on the length of the reflective blade as she raised it over her head and ran for me. Why aren't you asleep? She shrieked in a shrill tone I'd never heard from her before. I barely slammed the door shut in time. All at once, I felt the same dreaded experience as a child when I was about to be punished. Mixed with a level of terror that only comes from knowing your life is about to end in the most unpleasant way you can think of. I looked at the screen on my phone and started dialing 911, completely unsure what to say. 
A blood-red hand came down hard on the phone, knocking it out of my grasp. Stunned, I looked up to see my father standing over me. No phone privileges. He groaned, sounding as if the words were bubbling through a mouthful of something I didn't want to see. A single fist rocketed toward me. I lowered myself just in time as my father's knuckles passed through the drywall inches from my face. Moving to escape, I was instead caught by the other hand. The letter opener clenching a jab through my side as easily if it were piercing a water balloon. When he roughly withdrew the improvised weapon, blood sprayed out, painting the front wall. I screamed again. This time, it was a wordless, mindless howl that came from some primal place. <coughs> Clutching the fresh wound in my gut, I made my way down the stairs, stumbling and falling as I did so. I landed at the foot of the staircase with a heavy thud. There, I was reunited with the mask that had been left for me. It laid where I had thrown it, and its empty, mocking stare seemed to say, Bet you're glad you went up there, huh? Bang. Another palm thrust at the front door. Go away! I yelled, crawling away from the noise as best I could. Leave me alone! Police officer! A gravely authoritative voice came from beyond the door. We received several complaints about the noise. Open the door. Oh, God. I pulled myself to my feet and hobbled to the door, hunched over in pain. Thank God. With my last ounce of strength, I turned the knob, leaving streaks of my blood across its shiny gold surface. Standing at the door was a tall, well-dressed man in dark green. Though he was wearing a nice suit, his costume didn't seem to say CEO or the president. A necktie that was little more than thorny braided vines hung from his neck like a noose. On his head, he wore the mask I'd seen three times that night. Though his was a vibrant green and seemed to have a more jolly expression. Trick or treat, he said snidely. I couldn't run. I couldn't fight. All I could do was collapse with a soft whimper. Aww. Looks like someone's already tricked you. The masked man sounded anything but empathetic. Well, don't worry. I'll make sure you're safe from now on. From there, things are a bit fuzzy. I must have blacked out and awakened several times as a masked man went to work. I remember blood, gauze, the pinch of stitches, and the cold surface of a kitchen countertop. I remember the basement and my head striking the wooden stairs as someone dragged me by my feet. I saw the secret doorway at the basement wall one that no one in my family had found over the months we'd spent living in the house. Most of all, I remember what the masked man said. Forgive me for not making proper introductions. He dragged me to the middle of the stone floor and took a keyring from a hook. The name is Samuel Haynes. You can call me Spooky Sam. 
Now, I admit it's a nickname I gave myself, but I think it fits. He walked over to the bar door and placed a key under the lock. As he pulled the door open, a human corpse fell forward, landing almost face to face with my elbow paralyzed body. This is my house, you see? The people down here were my friends. He rolled the corpse to one side. Hell, they were my family as far as I'm concerned. My little trick-or-treaters. Ah, the fun we had together. My mother stepped into view, joining the strange man. I hadn't even known she was down there. Unfortunately, things got kind of... complicated. I had to go away for a while, and I couldn't really ask a neighbor to come by and feed them. I'm sure you understand. (laughs) The masked man chuckled as he led my now-obedient mother into the cell, closing her in and locking the door tight. I could hear the man opening another cell, though I couldn't turn my head to look. I heard the soft fall of another corpse, followed by the heavy footsteps of my dad. Another click the lock told me he'd been stored away as well. I'll miss them. Even though I have you now, the man sighed. He stepped into view again, this time holding the mask that had been left for me earlier in the night. He turned it inside out and dabbed a wet cloth against the interior right where the wearer's nose and mouth would be. This probably doesn't make much sense to you right now. The man flipped the mask right side out again. But that's only because... He slid the latex over my head. The strong smell of chemicals invaded my nostril. You're not in your right head. All at once I could see why it happened. I could see why it had to be that way. I was just a nobody. A twenty-something failure with no future. Then Spooky Sam appeared to me and gave me purpose. It makes sense when I think back on it now. I thought the masks made my parents insane. Now I know it's the other way around. We're the only ones with a solid grip on reality. Everyone else is bonkers. So, as I said, it's been about a year since all that happened. What a long year. What a long wait. Sam says it's almost time to come out and play with people. Almost time for trick or treat. From all of us at Creepy. Happy Halloween. For more information, including pictures and videos of the stories told on this podcast, or to suggest stories for future episodes, please visit us at CreepyPod on Twitter. Instagram and Facebook or email us at creepypod at gmail.com 
All stories told on this podcast can be found at creepypastawikia.com and are protected by a Creative Commons license. Some rights reserved unless otherwise stated. Item number SCP-5186 SCP-7160 SCP-7533 Object Class Euclid Keter Safe Special Containment Procedures Spreading across the hemisphere and kicking up vast amounts of ash and dust <laughs> The only thing I could hear was 7219 <laughs> laughing <laughs> Do you remember your name? Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. I feel them again. Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. They're in my ears! Heartland Counseling. Appointment update. Nobody understands! SCP Archives is a weekly fiction podcast. Each episode, we dive into the strange, the unknown, and the... Find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or at scparchives.com.